remember Bertha. Bertha. I remember. It's very colourful. Do you remember this tune? Bertha, lovely Bertha. Everybody thinks you're a dream. <laughs> I don't remember. You work that. out what you've got to do. You can always get the goods out. Always get the That's goods right, out. Yeah. We can depend upon you. <laughs> Welcome to the Video Gamer UK <laughs> podcast, where we're just uh, having a bit of a trip down memory lane. Who Nobody it, remembers who Bertha. Bertha. I didn't know we were recording. It was I made. Know, I, I remember Bertha very well. It was made by the same company who made Charlie Chalk. That's right. That, yes. One of the major issues I have with my girlfriend of five years is that she hates Charlie Chalk, and I secretly think that Charlie Chalk is brilliant. That's a, that's but anyway, a tough that's, issue, man. That's a, yeah. that's a bit Time personal, for bed, it? said Zebedee. <laughs> yeah. That was the magic roundabout, you twat. <laughs> oh. That's fine, we're just, we're just referencing them all it's now. It's not fine. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not fine. There are lines that need to be drawn. <laughs> and throwing in random magic roundabout quotes is not cool. The magic roundabout was fucking boring. What? Wasn't it, no, wasn't it all like drug zany and Yeah, I know, but it was I didn't boring. really watch it as a kid, it, it wasn't for me. It was as boring as sitting in a room full of people on drugs. When you're not, oh, yeah, hello. <laughs> hello and welcome to the Video Game UK podcast. Sorry, sorry, all right. Every now and then things go wrong. Every right? now and then it falls apart. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we've done that. We've yeah, done that. Sorry. If you want, <laughs> if you need your Bonnie Tyler fix, head to the YouTube channel. We've yeah, got a Call of Duty loads. review and a Battlefield review, both of which are sung to different Bonnie Tyler songs. Anyway, my name is Matt Lees. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm joined by Mr. Christopher Bratterskus. Oh, hello, Matthew. Simon Millerific. Praise Bonnie. Praise Bonnie. And uh, <laughs> David Scamalicious? Good day. Because my David's too Scamalicious for you, babe. Oh, wonderful. Nice, nice. I like, I like that. that. I like good. singing. That is good. Yes. Anyway, video games. Yeah, what's happening? They are here and they are back with a vengeance. Oh my God. Mm. Miller, video game me up. Video game you up. All right, well, I'm going to continue my Nintendo trip. Two weeks. Two weeks of Nintendo <laughs> love. Oh yeah. Uh, you've just been off your tits on Nintendo. Oh, man, I'm weeks. so drugged up on Nintendo. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a quick note on that thing I was just to keep it as vague as possible on that thing I was talking about last week I finished it and it's wonderful but moving strictly on I've, also, was, been, I've also been playing was Mario was it vague last week what you were playing no, no, no I'm no. being vague now he has to be vague. it's wonderful everyone. I'm bongo vague <laughs> it's wonderful question mark out of 10 um, I've been playing Mario Wii U this week to carry on the Nintendo love and that is also a wonderful thing now we can talk about this a little bit because there are odd preview embargoes that drop all the time one's already dropped I think another one drops like tomorrow or something and then the review can come out in two weeks. So we can talk about it. In, in, I know we did touch on it last week, but I've had a lot more now. And the thing I really want to push home and let everybody know about is that this is probably one of the most varied Mario games ever. And it's done deliberately so. I mean, the setup's always the same. You go to your world and you jump in your, your levels. But Nintendo are so obviously self-conscious about making sure this doesn't feel like what it appears to be on the on the outset sure. it's always surprising you and it's what, lovely it makes me laugh out loud it's so think? lovely or in terms of um expectations for just generally mario games it's trying to subvert or just generally mm, i think they know that this is not one of their genre defining mario games okay. i think they're well aware and i think they're doing it on purpose because they know those games don't sell as well as the you know the 2d ones and the multiplayer well, ones also, the it'd, be, it'd be a criminal shame if like mario galaxy came out on the wii u now and again didn't really sell any copies it didn't because people forget that mario galaxy 2 didn't do as well as other mario games no even though it is a wonderful piece of i still of need to play too it's I, I, I mean, it's more of the same but it's still absolutely fantastic yeah yeah um and i think they know this and i think they've tried to be really smart and said well how can we strike a fair balance between the two mm-hmm. so what we can do is we can make sure it looks like the ones that have done well for us on a business side but we'll also you know we'll we will put cats in it. Well, yeah, but we will drown it in innovation. We will drown it in variation. We will just 
put all these things in, and some you may like and, and some you may not, but there's never not a new thing around the corner. That's well, just, true. <laughs> no, I just started thinking about that as a box quote. Drowning in <laughs> innovation. <laughs> it's like being waterboarded with fun. And, 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 and awfully, I used to write box quotes and stuff like that, so no, it's probably I just, why I don't do it anymore. I just like the idea of, of those being on a... Like of getting a Mario game, looking at the yeah, back of the box, going, "What if there's any good?" And all of the box quotes <laughs> being like faintly dark and to do with drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> on fire with love doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's my favourite thing about it. I mean, I I, I I I want to tell you more specifics, but I won't because half the joy is finding out what these variations are when you start a level. Although I will and, say, I will say that I did come in and see you playing it last night, and it seems like I was sort of on the money for the thing what I got. The thing what I got in loads of beef about, loads of people had a go at me because I said it seemed like it was going to be quite easy in some regards. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is as hard as the 3DS one, which to me was relatively straightforward Do overall, say, but you, with the odd hard level. Like, yeah, you, there's, I'd say, I mean, I've done six worlds so far. Uh-huh. I don't know how many worlds there are, but I've done six worlds. And I would say, I don't know, try and be really, a quarter of them have been quite tough. Yeah. And, but that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I mean, one of them was... It was the best thing about it is I got to, I've got to the point now where I need a certain amount of stars to unlock particular levels. And sure. because I have OCD with Mario games, I can't leave any level. So you've got them all. Oh, I have to get them all. Yeah. So I have had to go back to certain levels to get make sure I get stars and stuff. And when you start doing that, that's when you realize, okay, this is where the challenge lies. This is where the the hardcore platform. I found this really cool. It's like uh, the red coin stuff in a way. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. I don't think I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because I'm feeling in a renegade kind of a mood. Wow. So um, maybe I'll get a phone call later, but <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, I found this one, like there's, there's a lot of pipes sort of situated over the, uh, over the overworld. And you don't have to go through those pipes, but if you can unlock certain levels, it will open the pipe and you can go in it. And I went in one and I found this. It's the only one, it's the only thing I came across. I found this sure. random house. I went in this house and it was one of these weird creatures they've introduced in this one that said, Hey, why don't you jump on the pipe? I was like, Yeah, baby. So I jumped <laughs> in the pipe. And what it was is it was 10 really small levels. I mean, literally, you could probably do each one in, I think it's a countdown. It's a 10 second countdown. So you do 10 seconds. And it progressively got harder and harder and harder and harder. And when I got to the ninth and the 10th one, honestly, it was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot that when Nintendo actually put their minds to it, they can make devilish stuff. And within 10 seconds, if you want to get everything that's in that world, you want because I always see people forget that in Mario games, the coins serve a very specific purpose other than if you get 100, you get an extra life. Hmm. If you want to be OCD with it and get all the coins, some, that's when you see, oh, I see how they've kind of you know, made the platforming a lot harder. And so because I have this OCD with it, I, with these, you know, these 10 levels, I have to get everything in them. I have to kill every enemy, I have to get every coin, I have to get the star. And it was really difficult. Like it was, but it wasn't sort of annoyingly difficult. It was Mario difficult, and sure. that was that's been the highlight for me you so far. Maybe, I really I, got excited. I mean, maybe about I'm it. misjudging it. I mean, to me, it seems like actually it's not a case of them being like super easy. It's just I came in and I noticed you had about 48 lives, which just well, was like, but maybe it's, <laughs> it seems like maybe because the thing about lives are right. Um, and we talked about something else recently, but the thing about lives is they're a throwback to the arcade, right? Yeah, where, well, exactly, to get you to put another pound. Yeah, well, it was like where your, your success or failure had to be hinged to lives mm. because that was like you run out of lives. It was a, a fail condition, running out of lives. Whereas now it's yeah. kind of not relevant because it doesn't need you to put another point in. Mm. And that's why I love the Lego games is because they kind of openly acknowledge yeah, just, that death is not a fun motivator. Death is not mm. the end. Uh, it's not a good way of motivating. Yeah, I totally But then agree. with other stuff, it is. Like with Dark Souls, you know, that's the whole yeah. point is don't die. Mm. And that's what makes it tense. I do have to point out the reason I had that many lives and, you know, I'm not the smartest person on the planet so I'm sure lots of people are going to do this is I, <laughs> I found out a way 
how to break the um uh, what's that game what's the game? slots slots machines pop up as in the end of mario 2 if you played mario 2 there's a slot you machine. Out where to game and i found out a way there's a song in the background and it's got a drum beat to it and if you do it a count of four and you smack each slot on the count of one you always get about 20 lives at the end of it wow so i got about yeah a lot of lives well, that's why you had so you're, many you're definitely getting a phone call later on cheating well, the, no, the cheat their game the maybe surely that was something they put in there yeah, must have done, but um, that's why but even without that i think i'd have a lot of lives but i'm not yeah i'm not massively well it's funny because it's like it's almost like it seems that the difficulty now is not related to lives and it almost seems like with mario the only reason they've kept the lives is because collect 100 coins get a one up yeah which is a nice so ingrained feeling. as yeah. a feature in yeah, Mario that they can never remove it yeah i think you're, you're right but uh, this I is mean, weird <laughs> i think it's not as hard as mario games have been in the past but i think it's hard enough that if you're kind of, of my ilk as a gamer you still enjoy it whereas if you're casual joe and you just want to sort of go down there on a, on a Sunday morning and do a couple of hours, you won't kick your ass either. So it's that whole... But the best thing about it is, it makes me laugh out loud, just because some, the, some of the things it does, like... I mean, this is not a big thing, I talk about this. It's just so, such a tiny thing, and it didn't have to do this. There's a particular beach that you go on on one of the levels where it's full of Cooper Troopers. And obviously, if you jump on the Cooper Trooper, they come out of their shell. And because I was... I didn't really do it on purpose. I thought it'd be funny. I kicked his shell. There's a beach. So I kicked his shell out across the ocean. The Cooper Trooper ran after it. And when he realized he couldn't get his shell back, he just dropped his head and sighed. And I was just like, that's just lovely. And it, it's full of stuff like that, where you just think, there's no, half the people won't even notice that that happened. Yeah, little um, subtle things. It's just, I and mean, there's so many of them. And oh yeah, it's just. That sounds lovely, actually. It's, I look it's, it's, to it's a great game. I mean, Nintendo for me are going to own Christmas. On the topic we'll, of Nintendo though, because obviously, you know, we had homework, but it's fine because you've been busy with other stuff. So you haven't had a well, chance to do your Pokemon. Simon and off poor. his homework. Look, wow. I'm going to no, make a guarantee right now. I mean, Matt is referring to the fact that I would say I would play Pokemon, which I've never done mm-hmm. in my life. It has been downloaded to my 3DS. It is waiting for me. I promise to put in at least a few hours this weekend. So in a week's time, I'll be able to yeah. talk about it. The, the, thing is, Brad, the thing is, Brad, because Simon is my boss, I'm not really in a position <laughs> to berate him. Uh, however, still... <laughs> because I am slightly more senior than you are, I, I am in a position berated. to berate you for things. I, but luckily, you've done your homework. Yeah, so you oh, yeah. don't have to stay behind after class. Marvelous. And neither is Miller because he's my boss. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, this is fantastic, right? Basically, those of you who listened to the podcast last week uh, will know that and I... will uh, probably be ashamed to find At out. one point, I just flippantly said um, I was going to go out and I was going to buy a 3DS XL that day yeah, you did it i was amazed and i did it yeah it's great and i then I, I said i was going to buy it and i was going to give you my 3ds so you could play zelda and that seems like i don't know i just it was a flight of fancy and i decided to run with it but i've done it i was cool i've with got that. a 3ds xl first of all 3ds xl is amazing yeah i think i'm gonna get one it's now such a gorgeous yeah, I think I'm this get is one. actually i, I will get onto it in a moment but I've, I've enjoyed zelda a lot i the 3ds I, i'm not sure i like the con- I, I like using it that much uh it's quite uncomfortable to use the shoulder it can be a little bit where you it have to hold gives it down me cramp, to block and, yeah. and everything and it comes back to that idea we were talking about last week of it having so many good games but i'm still not blown away by the 3ds the xl is a much as, much much better bit of really? gear and i was skeptical about it when i saw the specs and saw it but then when i actually hold hold one it's like the resolution's the same it's yeah. just blown up a bit but the screen's like twice as big and actually with pokemon which i'm playing mostly it has a lot of like touchscreen stuff on the bottom and being able to play it in bed now with my big fat adult fingers mm. and being able no, to like, use the touch yeah. screen 
Because the thing is, it works with a lot of games, but the, some of the touchscreen menus on the normal 3DS are so small, you have to use the stylus. Yeah. And I can't be bothered with that a lot of time. I just want to... No, I don't. I use my big fat finger. Yeah, yeah. So I do. Use my big fat fingers. Oh, all over you. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Uh, sorry, that went weird. But basically, long story short, is that I spent loads of money just for the sake of being able to give Brad Zelda. <laughs> oh, it's worth it. And it's been worth it, because the things he's been coming in, and I'm just going to start off with this, and then you can roll with it, but... You came in the other day and you said, I left the village where you start and I went over to Hyrule Castle and I ran all the way across this field and I was just about to go through the gate into the castle and then the gate started coming up because it was night and I had to wait until the morning. Imagine you and didn't it was know just that. Like, Incredible. I remember having that exact moment in my mind of going, what? Why is it raising? years ago, yeah. But that was like, yeah, 10, 15 years yeah, ago. And amazing. it was an incredible moment of not knowing what was going on and going, what? I know. What? So anyway, just tell, I just want you to tell us about your experiences <laughs> sure. with Ocarina of Time. Uh, no, it's, it's been very, very fun. It's, it's weird playing it um, so, you know, uh, long after everyone else. Because I'm just very surprised that it is the game that everyone knows. It's such a mainstream game, and yet it's really, really weird. Like, there's just, it's just like... <laughs> you are playing it weirdly, though. Every, everything, none of the story is, is what I'd expect from, from what, uh, my image well, of Zelda. Is, it's I, not I a mainstream the, game. That's the thing is, Ocarina of Time is a classic, and at the time it was one of the most popular games. But this was at a point at which games weren't mainstream. Yeah, that's and the most popular games were all stock quite hardcore. But still, it it, Ocarina of Time. My my mum and dad will know what Ocarina of Time is. They may not have played it. Will like, they? Really? Yeah, they. Oh, definitely. My parents, my parents have a bloody clue yeah, what man, Zelda your parents was. Are bad your parents wouldn't know what Zelda was. No, no. my parents barely know what Mario is. They oh, know what Nintendo is. That's not true. What, what is Come a Mario? <laughs> I think it could be. My parents only know what Ocarina of Time is because I specifically told my dad yeah, repeatedly I, that I wanted the gold cartridge version. Exactly. Which they then didn't release, I don't but, think. Yeah, so, Unbelievable. Uh, so, I, yeah, the, the story is the, the, the bit that just blows me away at the moment. So I started off in this, in this village full of, like, child children <laughs> with, like, funny ears. You're killing so who, many people. Who, right who, who are told by, a, like, this tree with a pretty cool moustache that they're not allowed Deku. to go outside. Deku tree. They're not allowed to go outside of the village because it's dangerous. It turns out when you do go outside the village, it's not, I mean, there are things out there that are they're going to kill you. Zombies You're being a, a hero. Big you, Link, is able uh, no, to do I, it. They I, wouldn't. I'm, Milo I'm concerned die. about the, the tree in the first place. What, like, how long has it kept them there? These children in a village because it said it's unsafe. Up. Mm. Well, you know, you'll, the thing is, you. And I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. But the reason that they stay in the forest becomes clear yeah. later in the game. Yeah. And there's actually some really touching stuff that you come exactly. back to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny this because a lot of things you talk about when you're saying oh, I don't get this. Uh, I, you, you spent a lot of time. You said you spent a lot of time with Dampay the graveyard dude. So that that guy's robbed me of about <laughs> at least seventy rupees. But you're not supposed to be doing well, it. <laughs> he never told me that. He was never like, listen, young elf child. Uh, I don't. I don't want to take all your money because this that would be irresponsible of me as a gravekeeper and an adult. But instead, no. He's like, oh yeah, give me ten rupees and I'll dig a hole and we may find something interesting absolute nonsense but the thing is given me anything this is the thing right is that the what why people are so fond of zelda games and why they stopped working after a while because they started following the same routines and they became more about comfort and more about like comfort food than than sensation yeah, it, of genuine discovery it is that weirdness it's that fact that it you doesn't don't hold your know. hand yeah, you don't know doesn't. what you're doing and you know what that as soon as you're in hyrule field it be, tells you where you should go but you don't have to go be, there because i you know i play a hell of a lot of games that do follow that same format that safe kind of not necessarily safe, but the, the, it gives you a good sense of direction. It gives you hints that you're it's, not supposed to be there. Yeah, it's very nice to play something that doesn't do that and just doesn't really care whether or not you're going in the right direction. It's just 
go and have a look around. And it's very, very fun to do that. And, and also, like, you're losing loads of money to Dampe, but there'll come a point later on where you'll realise something. Something will click. Dampe? And you'll realise what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And that's what's awesome about it. And it's the same way, actually. You know, when we were playing, because we were doing the Pants Man last stream last mm. night, and that we got to a bit in Demon Souls, which I've not played much of, and we got to a bit where there's this guy in a cage who's like, please let me out. Right. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm your friend, you know, oh, let no. me out. He said it in the most suspicious voice. And he says it in a really dark, evil yeah. voice. That was my dark And voice. I was like, I don't want to let this guy out. I don't trust him. Uh, and I was right not to trust him because everyone on the stream was like, yeah, no, don't let him out. Don't let him out. <laughs> and I did anyway because I want to see the bad Of course, yeah, does. you want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. But the thing is, he looks the same. He's got a very similar appearance to one of the characters from Dark Souls, who's called, what's he called? Starts with a C. I don't remember. Anyway, that guy's like gold. He's got gold armor, similar style of armor to this guy, but gold instead of black. Right. And it's clearly a reference in Dark Souls to the guy from Demon's Souls. But it's the same thing. And what's lovely about Dark Souls, and spoiler if you haven't played it, but if you haven't played it, for God's sake, just play Dark Souls. It's the best game ever made. Is you find this guy in a jail cell and you let him out. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. Like, you know, I'll remember this. And he gives you a reward for it. Oh, nice. And you're like, wicked. Brilliant. Job mm. done. And then later in the game, you realize that he's a bastard. And he's basically murdered some people. Oh, good. And you have to go and kind of hunt him down and find him. But it's that thing of the fact that it's like you get screwed over by the game about something that you could not have known about. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't hint to you even really that that it would happen Mm. before it happened. Yeah. But then it it makes it all the more satisfying when you find it. Yeah, it adds to it the fact that you now know that you didn't have to do that. I definitely get, and it, it's there's so much of that in Zelda, and I am enjoying it a lot. I, I know I'm being a bit of a dick about the story, which is ridiculous. Question, well, I just love but you don't it. even really know the story at the moment okay, because well, you haven't even still got to the second dungeon. I'll tell you what, have you got to the Dongo's Cavern yet? I've just just going in oh, there. I need finally, to find, well, like I mean, twenty hours later. I, I was having a bit of a look round um, because to even get in there in the first place, you need to um, you need to play a, a forest song to the big troll. So he, it's not, but he's not a troll. He's a Goron. This is just terrible words. Coming out of your I mean, mouth. Do you, do you know, you it's know established exactly franchise, The man. Goron are a proud people. <laughs> they, they are lazy. They are what? the laziest. No, they're not. Actually, they are a bit this, lazy. The, right, you go into their, their home and they're all sitting down they? because they're tired. they eat rocks, right? Yeah. But they don't want to eat normal rocks because their taste has been so elevated. Um, they only want to eat Much rocks like from this tavern the down the road. Race. Which is blocked by a giant rock that they could probably eat in the first place. Yeah, but you've got to throw a bomb over there, don't you? Blow it up. Where did you get that bomb from, by the way? I thought don't... you said you were in there. I thought you were in the Dongo's Cabin. I've, just, I've got, just got the bracelet, which means I can pick bomb flowers uh, up. You've got to climb to the top of Death Mountain, up, up. and then there's Bird's a bomb view, my friend. you throw off the cliff. And yeah. it... okay. See, this that is makes... what I mean. Is We were talking about this in the office the other day, right? And I started looking up Majora's Mask because we got sent weird masks by Duckman. Yeah. Who made Thank them. you, Duckman. They are fucking terrifying. Yeah, they are I love terrifying. Them. Um... And yeah, basically, I started thinking about Majora's Mask and I started watching the intro to Majora's Mask and it made me like so excited, mm. like a child again. Yeah. Because in some ways, the start of Majora's Mask was more exciting than playing uh, Ocarina of Time because it was the sequel to Ocarina of Time yeah, exactly. in some way. Yeah, it was and the, the, the expectation. And it was mad as well. Like, it, was it was mad as a box of figs. Yeah. Yeah. It was just insane. I mean, you think that like Ocarina of Time is weird. Oh, yeah. It is extremely weird. No, you play Majora's oh. Mask. Ocarina of Time, in hindsight, it obviously follows a, a formula we now accepted as sort of the formula. Right. Majora's Mark still has no comparison. I can't it's think mental. of a comparison. Like, it's completely off the wall. I mean, like, it goes in directions. I mean, I, it's almost like if you enjoy Ocarina, which you should do, then when you play Majora's you Mask... You may even like it. What? Potentially. Oh, I don't Majora's know. Mask is just Oh, amazing. no, I love it. But I mean, it, what I mean is, just because you like Ocarina, you may not like Majora's... Mm-hmm. It's got a time limit. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, you have to restart what? the game about Majora's Mask. It's got times. a time limit. Yeah, constant the, time limit. The plot oh of Majora's God. Mask. The plot of Majora's incredible. Mask is that the Moon, who is a fucking terrifying bastard, genuinely terrifying. It's a Moon with a face with big glowing red eyes is crashing towards the Earth. Mm, you got right. to basically you've got three days, and after three days, the Moon crashes into the Earth, <laughs> right? And you restart. <laughs> but do you get any? What, this- what happens is you've got a constant timer mm-hmm. going down of the amount of time you've got before the end of the world, but then you learn a song during the first three days that lets you restart the clock. Okay. Yeah. Takes you back to that moment. But keeps all the stuff that you've learned and what you've got. So what you have to do okay. is you have to basically go through right till the end. And if you don't play the song before the moon hits the earth, then you die mm. and it's game over. And you have to like so reload the save. you get as much stuff as possible. You do as much stuff as you can within three days, but then you rewind time. Basically, it's Groundhog Day, the game. Yeah. Because every day you, you learn what people do and you learn people's patterns. And it's like, it, but there's something really melancholic about the whole game because it's like, these people don't know that the world is going to end. Yeah, no one you believes do. you. Yeah, no one believes you. Do you, do you does your character, like, actually, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Really, you're trying to you spread the word. You don't talk, yeah. but like, you know, you... you the idea is like, you never see Link say anything, but the idea is that he's trying to occasionally tell people, and they go, what? Oh, don't be silly. Yeah. But then you have this sadness on the last day when you see everyone going a bit mad, and everyone's I, running around, and everyone's hiding, and everyone's suddenly fearful for the end of the world. But then you go back to the first day, and they're all having fun again. Yeah. And it's oh, like... It's a, it's a brilliant sound, game. Cool. It's an incredible <laughs> premise, and the amount of detail they put into it, and the amount of ideas they threw into it, it mm. was almost like... Almost like we talk about with Japanese games where they almost get on the verge of being ropey because they throw so many ideas yeah, no, into it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, there are elements of uh, Majora's Mask that are a little bit rougher than uh, mm. Ocarina of Time because it just tries to do so much yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so experimental. And that's the thing. After you've finished Ocarina, when, and I'm sure they'll release it on 3DS. They better release it on 3DS, damn it. It can't be that hard to play. Exactly. Just it pull it across. Do it um, now. It's just an amazing treat because it's, like, it is, it's such like fan service for if you've played Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah, because you haven't even different. met like all the races. You haven't yeah, met the Zoras, I've, right? I've, yeah. No, I've I've got. He's a disgrace. I, yeah, <laughs> I I got a couple a couple of last Zelda questions. So There's a couple of last stupid Zelda questions to get out of the way before we can move on. First of all, how do you know Link's name is Link? Because it's established at some it point might in the get, franchise. But where? Because my game is just Bratters. Well, you can and, call it whatever you want, but it starts with as Link, doesn't it? I don't, I don't think it has Link in the. Oh, I think it does. It does, yeah. Before really? if you, if you don't play Zelda game, it says Link, and you can just delete oh, I wish I'd kept with Link now because Bratters just feels a bit out of place. No, I'm always no, Simon. I, I was Matt in no, I'm always always yeah, Simon in block I've got your, caps. Your saves above mine actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to delete. I'm worried about no, don't uh, delete. Pressing the wrong thing. That's but, fine. Um, yeah. And other, other question. Uh, I've got a feeling, right? I don't know. This might sound a bit crazy, but I've got a feeling something's going to happen in the Ocarina of Time. It's not the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, in which. Zelda grows up. I just Zelda at length. All of them, they grow up. I feel like some time's going to pass because I'm getting some hints. Are you, oh, so I'm not. Uh, gonna, I'm not going to even say anything. Well, you know, I'm, I'm how does he time. not know that? This has been 15 <laughs> years, <laughs> Brad. Getting a few, getting this a few like, suggestions. Oh shit! Like Arnie is a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sort of thing, isn't it? It's amazing now, and I don't want to spoil it. No, for we him. can't spoil it for him. Just so, all I say is this: I, I met this. I met a big troll who said, "It's on the back, back of the box." <laughs> I haven't got the box. Drowning in time. <laughs> you are in for a treat. Yeah, that's no, all I need it. to know. You're in for a treat. Keep playing forward. Please speed up. Yeah, how quickly you're playing. <laughs> Stop exploring bollocks. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when it. you get to the moment, as I'll call it, yeah, can't no. spoil it, it it's is incredible. still wonderful to this day. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Ten out. And this is the thing: is like you know, if you you're on YouTube listening to this or whatever on the comments please don't spoil it for him because it's amazing yeah don't this actually. is like when uh, you have like those those indigenous people living in South America that still, <laughs> still have never seen aeroplanes it's true though it's don't true. know what the world is and also there, there'll be these people out there don't I'm going to say these things don't spoil it there's someone out there there's no play KOTOR and one day 
stumble across KOTOR yeah. and they'll get that twist and it will uh, still blow their mind because mind. it's timeless because it's, it's like the thing in uh, Ocarina of Time that happens it's like it's not because I kind of knew something like yeah you, you're already like it's giving hints that something's going to mm-hmm. happen that's going to make you bigger or older or something mm-hmm. if, if you followed that game up to launch you knew all that you, we knew everybody that was, we knew yeah, that but yeah. still you know the way that the plot unfolds is so interesting yeah. and it was still so shocking to me oh, the first yeah. time it happened it would just it, it scared you. me yeah. and it's yeah. just it's weird and it's crazy and it just it takes you off on different directions and the game makes more sense as you go along I just love simple shit like you just weren't familiar with Zelda at all and you were like Oh god! Like when you collect these Deku sticks at the start, like, and he loves the Deku sticks. You, got, you got to, they run out really quickly, don't you? You've actually got to be careful with them because yeah. you thought it was like an RPG where you just like it makes you've got the no, Deku no stick. No RPG yeah. other than uh, the Demon Demon Souls and Dark Souls to an extent would would be that mean to you. That would yeah, like your very you, yeah. first dungeon. No, it's a resource. Where you need the sticks yeah, to it's get a resource. through. There's a chance you might run out and have to go back to the shop or go find an enemy that drops them. Well, it's simple stuff. Like have you noticed the way with those little Deku plants that attack you. If you kill them when they're straight up in the air after they've been stunned, what? then if you kill them when they've, you stun them and they go straight yeah. like a stick, if you kill them when they're like that, they drop sticks. If you kill them when they're down, they drop seeds. Oh, that makes sense. I want to point out as well, and this can be very vague and people call it pointless, in A Link Between Worlds, it toys with the enemies that you're used to more than any other Zelda game ever, which is one of the fantastic things about it. Just want to put that it's out a Zelda there. game for Zelda players. It's got plants. Zelda game for it? everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yep, plants. Oh, finally though, finally though, the music so, so good. good. Oh, and just playing it on the ocarina is is so delightful. And you, you haven't even heard half. You haven't heard Bellera of Fire. You no, haven't heard Garuda's Valley. I've only got Zelda's Love Valley. Valley. What's the Valley? Valley? My favorite is the Song of Storms. That's good. What's the oh, What's the Garuda Valley one called? This is terrible. Oh, this uh, makes me a bad person. I, I listen Gerudo to it at home sometimes. Gerudo, the Gerudo rap. That's it, yo, that's yo, right. Yo, yo, we're late with What's it called? <laughs> I don't remember. It's, it's the Gerudo Valley theme music. What do you mean the Chuka, 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 chuka on an ocarina? No, 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 you don't play. It's just when you get to... You have Honestly, you have so much game to go. I'm just thinking about it now. So much game. I keep thinking about late things and I'm just like, wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, you're in for a massive yeah. No one can ever claim that we don't talk about Nintendo now. We just talked about a game from 1998 for at least five minutes. Yeah, so. and actually, we have said this, but we are going to do it, right? Um, because me and Miller, and hopefully soon, Bratters and, and Dave, we're all quite big into Zelda games, right? Yeah. We all, especially the history of them. So before... I podcast. Yeah, yeah we will do, in the lead up to um, the release of the, the 3DS... Zelda, which is looking like it's a bit of a corker, we will do a kind of Zelda special thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to be on this, just to yeah. be... <laughs> You can so be like a moderator. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do like a Zelda special uh, sort of thing. Maybe like, you know, do a couple of podcasts in the week like to make kind of a, like all, yeah. all the Zelda games. Although I really want to play Skyward Sword. So I might need to get on that. Um, but yeah, we will do that. It's very good. Um, anyway, moving on. Dave, you've, there's a bigger, there's, you know. Yeah, we're going back into AAA. Well, Zelda's AAA, but you know what I mean. Let's, mm. let's go back. Let's play the Ocarina. Do, 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 That was the Game of Thrones. Do, 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 Zelda, oh, God. What's, the, what's the song of time? We need to play the song of time so we can go back to the modern day. Uh, there's a song of time. Do, 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 do. That's it, yeah. It's well Lovely. fucking similar yeah. to Game of Thrones. It is, actually. It is. That's how really Zelda cool. inspires everything. Right, so now we've travelled forwards in time <laughs> to the year 2013. Uh, yeah, so weird. I'm having so much fun with this. Yeah. We should in- integrate ocarina tunes into the podcast more often. Yeah. What's, what's come out this week? It's Call of Duty time. Yeah. And, and yeah. no one gives a shit. Well, no, <laughs> you is, give a shit. Well, uh, mm, thing is, I did. Everybody gives a shit. <laughs> everybody gives yeah, a shit. Yeah, I'd like to point out, I, I, I want Apart to from hear us. what... But, 
everyone I know that is not in this weird little circle of video games yeah. is excited Call of Duty. They're playing Call of Duty. They're texting me about Call of Duty saying Are how they? good it is. Yes, they? they're doing right, it. It's so, happening. So every year, Call of Duty will come out. I'll go on my Xbox friends list on the whatever day it will be and everyone will be playing Call of Duty. I went, on it, la- went on it last night, there were two people playing Call of Duty. But you were playing it. I was playing it and I was thoroughly disappointed. But you played the single player, correct? I played, I played about an hour and a half, two hours of single player. Right. And I played about half an hour, 45 minutes of multiplayer. Okay, I've got, got a feeling that's enough to sum it up. <laughs> well, so Call of Duty has always, always been hard, right? First time you jump into a game online, it's like what we did the other day. It's just... People know Call of Duty now, and they know, yeah. and it's just a case of learning the maps all over again. Really, um, I played three games yesterday online, and I died. I'm not even exaggerating. Fifty times split across three games. Nice. One game, my KD was eight twenty two, <laughs> and I'm just, like, this is unbelievable. This is ridiculous. Yeah, just snap the disc. What a um, noob! You can't go back after but, that. But no, I mean, I haven't played enough of the multiplayer really to determine whether I like it or not because I didn't like Black Ops 2 when I first started playing the multiplayer and I loved it after a day or two. What's, um, what's the big difference with the I like with Black the Ops 2 orig- immediately. So the big us? difference with the multiplayer, I know the UAVs are, you put them on the ground now. I still haven't worked it out. They've changed the loadout system again. Badly. It's yeah. weird. Like I kind of felt like with me, one of the reasons I really liked Black Ops 2 was they had these illusions of wanting to make it a different game. Mm. Like Especially for, because they wanted it to be a kind of broadcastable esport thing. Yeah, they're big on that. So they kind of looked at the way the game worked and they tried to add narrative to it. And one of the main things they added, I noticed, was these, these shock charges, these like double things you could throw. Mm. And with the aim of really changing the game, adding a bit more narrative, adding a bit more of a tactical, like making it more of a medium term game. Because before that, Call of Duty has always been short term. It's always been like, look at the man, bang. Like it's just yeah. it's reactions, it's raw nerve shit. Whereas Switch, uh, Black Ops 2 felt different. It felt like they redesigned the game um, for a different purpose. Whereas it feels weird. And this has always been the weird thing about the two teams working on it, is it feels like there's no overarching agenda. Yeah. It always feels I bit, totally agree with that. A bit, yeah, that's why like, I only like some of them. Scattershot. Mm. And they, yeah, they, they keep removing each other's features as well. Right? Yeah. Is, of like, course they do, there's arrogance. It's like there's no real direction. They, it feels like they're pulling and pushing. And the mm. thing for me is I've always particularly enjoyed Infinity Wards. Yeah. Games. And I know recently people have been saying Treyarch are the better developer, but I, I've always disagreed. I've always really liked Modern Warfare series. Call of Duty 2 I thought was great. Um, but this, it doesn't have any of that Infinity Ward spark really no. it, it feels because Infinity Ward don't exist anymore. Yeah, well they're, they're that's the thing I mean obviously respawn the two, well yeah. oh, I, mean, I mean as Dave mentioned this morning what are Neversoft doing so never yeah Neversoft have secretly been, dead and not announced well no because Neversoft have been working on FPS stuff Never, Neversoft oh, so have been doing, doing a shooter they've been doing a shooter for years and they're working heavily on ghosts with Infinity Ward and I wonder whether Neversoft have actually made the majority of this campaign. Or how it's why it feels a bit different. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it tries too hard to go for this kind of emotional human story. And it's like, that's not what I like about Infinity Ward games. I always like that over-the-top military stuff that is super authentic when it's not authentic in the slightest. Actually, you know what? If they had Neversoft working on the campaign, that may well have been why... Because there was a weird reaction. I made a video about this right when they first announced it. When Activision literally just came out and went, it's not going to sell as well as usual. It feels like a spin-off. It's like, what? You haven't even... Like, we haven't even seen it yet. Does it feel like a spin-off or does it feel like the third entry they need? So now we can have three-year cycles where we get Black Ops, Modern Warfare and Ghosts. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Apparently, I haven't seen the ending yet. Apparently, they set the ending up directly for a sequel. sequel. So So there will be Ghosts too. I imagine there will be a Ghost trilogy or something like that. But this one, it just doesn't feel like there's been any effort, anything really gone into it. It does feel like they've phoned it in. Um, I, I said this earlier today, but... 
Battlefield 4's campaign, the first time I played it, I thought it was a little bit weak. I mean, you look at it, you compare it to Call of Duty Ghost campaign, it's like DICE have made a better Call of Duty clone than Infinity Ward have with Ghosts, which is unbelievable. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really judge it because I haven't played enough of it. It's really difficult, you know. And actually, I think there's a there's a dual thing going on with all of this stuff. Is that yeah, there is a an element of Call of Duty being a series that games media love to hate because uh, and you know it was successful. That always happens. That's the thing. Absolutely, it always happens when anything's popular. Mm. I'm like that with bands. It's why I ripped the shit out of Bratis for liking Snow Patrol. (laughs) No, that's that's deserved. (laughs) Keep doing it. (laughs) But no, but there's that. But then there's also the fact that it's like the problem is that. We, we have to review these games and people somebody pointed out in our YouTube video of me playing Call of Duty yesterday mm. somebody said how is it that these people work in games and yet they're rubbish at games and it's like well we don't have time to play I think as what they much don't, don't have time to play as much well, like, and that, don't forget I think the people at home often forget and I've done I'm a victim to this as well when you're trying to talk about something and have oh, a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. while playing a game like well, Call of Duty hard, yeah. incredibly difficult mm-hmm. to both, yeah, do both at once you need to focus on it um, but also it's not just that it's the fact that we don't have time to invest like if I was going home every night and just playing Call of Duty mostly for most of the year you'd be really good at it I'd be amazing at yeah. it but I also wouldn't be any good at my job because we need to play a variety of things mm. to be able to talk about them so that's just the way it is but I think with Call of Duty it's become so niche now but a big niche that you need to be kind of an expert at it and there are very few people in the industry who are good enough at it to really understand the depth of the game it's weird because it is like it's a sport in a sense that the more you play it the better you get because i remember i used to really like call of duty to the point i took a few days off work for modern warfare 2 yeah and i remember i really got into the multiplayer and by like the second day i was awesome you know because i literally just hammered it hammered it and then i took some time off because i can't play this anymore and i was rubbish again yeah so that that is a testament to how good those mechanics are that you can actually learn them and understand i got really good at the first modern warfare I'm quite good at first person shooters. I'm quite good at Call of Duty. I've always and been yesterday, I was just struggling so much. And I don't know why that was. I think it's easier to die in this game. I think they've reduced the hit count. Well, this is the, one thing. This but. is the other thing. Is I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, and I was sort of saying, you know what, this feels really hard to approach. And it was like we were saying the other day. It's like it feels like Call of Duty. I've never been a hater of it, really. Um, I used to work for a company that PR'd it for God's sake. But yeah, I don't hate it. But it's like every year I dip into it. But every year I dip into it for less and less time. Yeah, and totally it's because yeah. of that. It's because of the fact that I play it online and I'm so outclassed. Mm. It's not much fun. And that's the yeah. thing. You think back to Call of Duty 4 and the thing about Call of Duty 4 made it so popular was it was so easy to jump into. I mean, sure, you had people who were better yeah. players than mm. others, but everyone could play it. Everyone understood how it worked and it was accessible. You know, and it feels to me like it's become the thing it overthrew. Yeah, because entirely. At the time, because um, I've been thinking about this a lot yesterday because my experience with it was rather strange. It was the first year where I really got nothing out of it. I didn't enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I think it's because when Modern Warfare first came out, it was overthrowing the Halo system which before that was the Unreal Tournament system and all these games before where the way it worked is have, to yeah. be good at it, you had to know the map and the maps were quite complicated and you had to know where the weapons spawned and where the health was and where the shields were. You had to have knowledge. Do you remember those games run for the weapons? I'm yeah. going yeah. for the rocket yeah. launcher. Yeah. That pickups, that's what Halo it? was. Yeah. Like, it was just like, who's going to get to the rocket launcher and the sword? Yeah, and then if you, if you were good enough, you keep the rocket launcher and the sword or the sniper and the sword and you win. Yeah, mm. and, and their communities were so heavily focused on that idea. They'd been playing those kind of games for years. And I, I, Modern Warfare well, did like, feel like a, a new... Yeah. Well, no, it was different. What it did was it went because I mean the problem with Halo was I was always rubbish at it because I didn't know the maps, I didn't know the location of the weapons, so I was running, was running around with the assault rifle Mm. and getting dicked on. Mm. But then Modern Warfare, it meant okay, you choose what weapon you want, so you choose a weapon you were good with, and then you just use that weapon and you choose your own loadout. Yeah, you don't pick up weapons. And also, people forget that the maps in the original Modern Warfare were very simple. Was that the one with the ship? 
It was late at night. It was raining and it had no. lots of crates. That's my favorite. Yes, yeah, I think it That's was. My favorite yeah, it was. Call of Duty map. Is it it was really? so good. Yeah, because my disc. This is one of the few games I've ever done this. I had so much play on that game that my disc got scratched a little bit. Didn't from overuse. play that map. It wouldn't play that map. That happened to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the Christ? I think it must have been in a wow, position that's amazing. on the disc. There you go. Yeah. It was a position on the disc where it easily got scratched. But I remember when I was playing matchmaking because it was such a popular I had to map. Vote for the but, yeah, instead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. whenever it came up for the voting this thing, is I like go, finding out you're related or something. I go, not that map, not that no, map. And then everyone would vote for that map, and I would be, I would be on the voice comments going, "Please, guys, please, can we not choose that map?" Because my, I knew that if that map yeah. got chosen, my game would crash. Uh, it was like, oh, that was the best map. You could never ask people not to vote for it though. I know immediately cause everyone to vote but all the maps were small and I know this because uh, back when I used to work um, in an office we used to play it we used to play four player uh, Call of Duty split screen and this was years after it came out Mm. but then when Modern Warfare 2 came out it was like it didn't work because the maps were too big and you the maps on Modern Warfare 1 were all tight enough that you could play 2v2 multiplayer and you would actually have a good time. I did that for a bit as well. It was re- it's a really good yeah. split-screen game. It still is. Because uh, it's simple. Uh, the rules are easy to explain. There's no fluff. The kill streaks were also quite basic. It was a tight game. Mm. But then the problem was it leveled it out. And it meant that, you know, fuck you with your new and know where the good guns are. But then what's happened now is over the years, it's become less about knowing the maps. It's, it's become more about... You do have to know the maps because they're more complex. You have to understand where people are likely to be sniping. It's all very brown. It's like you have to know which windows are real windows and not fake ones. Mm. You have to know which places are dangerous spots. Yeah. And also, I think that's, it's that's, that that's always memory. been there, though, hasn't it? But it? Well, no, but honestly, you go back and like remember. The, I mean, I think the best map on Modern Warfare was that one with the hill and the buildings on either side. Oh, I don't remember that one. Um, the buildings. It was like a kind of Z shape with a, a hill going down, a gradual hill. And then two little bits off jutting wow, the side. I don't remember that one at all. And you'd have a sniper spot at the bottom in the top windows and at the top in the top windows. Yes, I do remember the the sort of city, but the yes, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a kind of uh, kind of Middle Eastern city. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 I do. Remember and it was that. like it was great because it was so simple. You only had to play that map about once before you knew that the mm. snipers were always in that building yeah. or that building. There were two sniper spots, yeah, and they were the only real spots that you would find snipers in. And because of that. It then meant that the learning curve was a lot smoother, whereas now the levels are more complex. Well, um, it is a victim of its own success because, I mean, it perfected it. It perfected, in Modern Warfare, perfected what it wanted to do at that time. It was brilliant. That's why it kicked off. You know, uh, internet integrity was strong enough to support it. And then every year it comes out, you think, we've got to do something different. We've got to do something yeah. different. And then you get five years later that, and you've got a completely different... It just feels like in the same way that it distorted the playing field in the first place and made it so it was like level again, mm. it's just become fucked again. And it's just right. because the controls are the same every time. So there's that muscle memory of headshots. Yeah. I can't compete with that. Yeah. I'm competing with people who right, video games will sort it out. Titanfall will come along and it will readdress the balance well, the, and then that will yeah. come the big game. Then five years that will be shit and then another game will come and then yeah. we'll be dead. Maybe. For the first wow. time ever. That was, that's <laughs> a depressing thought, isn't it? I like it? the way that I didn't even think that was depressing. I just went, <laughs> yeah, 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 good yeah. point. Let's yeah. do a point. Wait a minute, that means we'll be dead in 10 years. I'd, 59 Fif- years. Okay, that's right. <laughs> For the first okay. time ever, maybe this has been a long time coming. I was playing it last night and I thought, you know what, I'd actually just, why have I bought this? I'd just rather play last year's game. And I know people say that every year, oh, it's just copy-paste, just copy-paste. But it's not. There's always something about it where you go, that's cool. I like that new thing. This is keep me interested, you know, to play through the campaign. Yesterday I was just like, 
I'm done with it. You now. know what? There's a weird tipping point with this stuff because there are two sides to this argument. People always say that, like, oh, it doesn't matter. People like familiarity. You know, mm. it's easy for us to slag it off for being boring. But actually, a lot of people, oh, people love it. Just lots of the same people thing. love it. Fair play. But to there's a point at which, and I mentioned this, I think, on last week's podcast. So I won't go over it again. But there was a thing. The reason that Blockbuster failed was they thought, fuck it, people don't want choice. They want to be get, yeah, given yeah, one yeah. thing, and that is true. But there's always a tipping point mm-hmm. where if you don't give people choice and you give people the same thing people over and over again, notice, yeah. then people suddenly go. They rebel against it. There mm. comes a point where if you keep feeding people from the same spoon over and over again, yeah, yeah. people actually suddenly, en masse, go, no, I want yeah. choice. You say that. You say that. I mean, I, there was a lot of talk yesterday because obviously the reviews for this one are a lot lower than previous yeah. years. And there's all people saying, well, you know, finally reviewers have caught up to what we're thinking in the, the series fatigue, genre fatigue. And I don't know that it is. I mean, I would still be up for a really good Call of Duty game. It's just the fact is that this is, this is weak. And it remind you know it reminded me of Black Ops Declassified. It felt like that kind of spin off that just shouldn't be there. It's just there because there needs to be a Call of Duty there. There needs to be a next gen Call of Duty in time for launch. And they, it's disappointing. It's very it's all about next year. Um, also, on that note about oh, you caught up to us and stuff. I just want to say this because we got a lot of questions. You may even have one, so I probably I'm jumping the gun. But we all need to start embracing opinions. If Call of Duty goes to get <laughs> 2 out of 10 on one side and 10 out of 10 on the other side, that is the best thing that can possibly yeah, happen. That's true. Otherwise, we may as well be drones that just review the same stuff. Oh, the, I love it when a game gets sort of, you know, I can't think of the right word now, but, you know, the, the opinions are so far diverse. away from each other. Diverse, diverse yeah. opinions, because it just means people are approaching these things and have a completely different idea about how a game should work. And that is only going to inspire creativity and weirder and stranger games. Right. And that's what we want. It's good. I, I think Jim Sterling uh, hit the nail on the head yesterday. Well, he's all, I love Jim in, Sterling. Simple he gives suit. crazy scores. I fucking love Jim Sterling these days. A few years ago, I found a lot of stuff he said got quite problematic and I thought he was a bit misguided. But I like the fact that recently he's openly admitted that and now I think he's a fucking top dog. I love it. Uh, but he just simply tweeted the other day saying, yeah, you know, a lot of people... Uh, has claimed to have problems with the view- reviewing process when actually they just have a different opinion. And it's like, that's, that's totally different. And people need to accept that. They do, I love you know, that. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, debate should always be encouraged. That's the best thing ever as well. But it's people that go, no, 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 no. This man obviously had, or this woman obviously had this opinion. Let's find out where that's, because that, that's the thing. That's why Call of Duty gets scores all over the place because some people are fatigued with it yeah. mm-hmm. and some people are still getting a kick out of it. At the same time, rush. I completely maintain, maintain my right to see that somebody's given a game that I think is shit a 9 out of 10 and say that they're mental. Yes. We're all allowed opinions. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Just exactly. means I think they're fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Call of Duty. So it's more the same but not as good. Yeah, pretty much. That's it in a nutshell. There's not really anything more you can say about it. The yeah. story's really weak from what if I've you like seen it, it. We'll see. And what I think will be interesting though is because we've it's become clear that the reviews scores don't have any impact on it but I think oh, next no, year will be interesting because I think that you know what people aren't stupid people know when things aren't as good and admittedly the low review scores what I think they will have an impact on is I wonder if in a couple of months people go oh, this isn't very good this it's year it's still not low though I'm surprised it's got away with the scores it's got if I was reviewing it based on what I've played right now I would not be getting the scores anywhere near what it's <laughs> look at the Metacritic it's like 75 which is low for Call of Duty but it's not low low that's still a respectable score yeah it is um, but I don't know. I tricky, don't know. tricky, tricky. Um, I guess finally we'll go on to something which me and Brat have been playing a little bit of, um, more of, which I think is well on my way, well on the way to being my game of the year, which is mental because it's a oh, game dude, is it, they, yeah, we've that had came this. out last year. Yeah, and was my game of the year. It was my game year. of the year last year. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. I was for about a minute there. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, um, XCOM Enemy Within. We're uh, boring, aren't we? Uh, well, I don't know. See, I love it. I love it, but I'm still in the camp. I loved Enemy Unknown. I'm in the camp of should I bother? Well, um, I can clear that camp out for you. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we can't, yeah, Dave, we can't like say massive amount because the review embargo is next, so we can't obviously tell you like definitely, definitely. But we'll, for preview purposes, we've played a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't talk about yeah, no, the I, little. The, there's some little things in it, right, which kind of make <laughs> it nice. Was it was, it was not, a code. That was some weird body it's, language coding. That's amazing. New, it was me motioning to my nipples because there's something. <laughs> there's something in the game which it's not to do with nipples. <laughs> okay, good oh, lord, that was amazing yeah, to watch. I, I enjoyed that. Not going to bother now. I was doing this to show that I I agreed. <laughs> yeah, which is like a, a roaring tiger. It's like a, a roaring tiger, but a bit more camp. <laughs> it did look like Matt showed off his nipples and you reached for it. That's what it looked like. Okay, Keep talking about it. There's not a new campaign or anything though, is there? No, there isn't. But um, that's good because the campaign originally didn't have much story anyway right no 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 yeah. it's just a series of maps the, I mean, essentially wasn't it with the ca- well it's yeah it's not a new story you're still defending earth from aliens but the the way the campaign plays is very different, different. because of the little yeah. changes mm. and it's it's weird because with a lot of it, it doesn't sound when you i remember when they first announced enemy within it we had these conversations i was worried about it and it's just like well i mean they sound like I think you you described well, it, it as like, like a game it sounds of, like a bunch of fun toys to add to the game. Yeah. It sounds like a game of the year edition to me. Just throw the DLC in a little bit on top, put it out as a new release, essentially. It, it, that's what it looks like on the box, but it plays yeah. so very differently. Yeah. Right, and that's why I'm so confused and, about it. Well, this is the thing is we, we talked about this uh, in some of the videos I've made uh, in the fact that you see it, and as you say, it looks like a, bo- a, to- a toy box. It looks like classic DLC bullshit. Right. And this is the Mechs stuff I hate. You know? powers. I hate it when it's like pre-order this game and get a special gun that's got flames on the side. It's just literally, yeah. it's like it's designed to make 14-year-olds wank themselves silly. Um, <laughs> you did that as well. My penis hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did that. When we were children, it's fine. Not children, good Lord, carry on. Anyway, um, yeah, basically it's really good because... What I like most about it so far, and admittedly, I've played it for about six hours and I've had to restart the campaign four times, um, is I haven't even got to the point where I can start playing with the new stuff, right? right? So it's not like most DLCs where it goes, no, you've got the super amazing soldier, go and kick some alien ass. It, what it does is it layers over the whole game. Yeah, but if I'd, if I'd paid for both games, that would annoy me, I think, because I'd be like, well, I'm just replaying the game I've already bought. No, but the thing is, what's interesting about this is it makes the game harder, a lot harder in lots of different ways and I'm I used to be able to play it on Iron Man Classic like no problem I say no problems I had problems but not too many problems you were confident with it I was more confident than I am now okay. I've been getting fucking dicked on like so hard I've been having massive wipeouts and what I love about it is it, the, what I loved about XCOM originally was these problems and it was the fact that I'd have these missions where things would go so bad that I'd come out of it with a story and I'd lose the game, but I'd have an amazing story. And it, it stopped being that. It became more about a numbers game. It became an efficiency thing of I knew what I had to do mm. to win the game. And they, the, the tiny, subtle details they've added in everywhere and the changes they've made everywhere make it so that that way of playing the game in a kind of gaming the system way, which is the point at which I got bored of the game, mm. is now gone. It's interesting. I've discovered that as well, but can, from a different angle. I think one of the, um, you know, for, to, to invest in the, the mechs and the new psychic powers and everything, you have to get this uh, resource called Meld, which appears on the map and it's got a, a timer on it, so you need to get to it quickly, which is changes how you approach it. And on one hand, I think you have been more ambitious for that. You've tried to get all the meld as quickly as possible and you've been... Well, at least some of it. I've yeah, been trying to get all of yeah, it. Well, I mean, you've, you've been playing it more aggressively than you yeah. usually would. Whereas I, I, think, I think I'm starting <laughs> to think about a restart a just because I've, I've been playing it like I usually played um, XCOM and playing it very cautious, nice and steady, and I haven't been getting enough meld as a result. And so I think I'm, I'm doing well at the moment, but I think I'm going to fail in the long term. 
Yeah. But we're doing it for different reasons. You've tried to go straight for the new Meld. Well, the thing is, basically, if you, yeah, if you want these upgrades, then bit. you have to get Meld, which is like a part of the new economy. Mm-hmm. But it is simply just a case of like, you have to find where these things are on the map and then get to them. And some of them, you can see them at the start, but it's like, you need to get here in the next two turns. And you ne- but you never know oh, how yeah, long, until you find them, that. you don't know how long is left on the timer. And it's amazing, because literally, otherwise, the whole problem with XCOM is it, it, there's no timer on the mission, so you just move forward very, very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure, then you go, no, I'll just stop on Overwatch, reload that gun. It's very... It's meticulous. Yeah, meticulous and mm. slow. Whereas this just goes, you've got to get here. And you look at it and you go, it's not that far, but it's f- further than I'm comfortable stretching. And then a lot of the time, sometimes you're fine. And you're like, Phew, no aliens there. Sometimes you charge someone in and you set off some aliens. And you, I mean, you know how you trigger off the alien yeah, packs. Yeah. And I mean, I, I should point out at this point that this is not a Game of the Year edition for this reason. I think if you came into this having not played the original game, you'd really struggle and you find it confusing. And because it does change things and make things more complicated, it's very much a game that's been made. And it's like an expansion for people who've played the first yeah. game a lot. Mm. Even down to the new maps, the new maps, I was expecting just a bit more variety. The new maps are excellent. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that as well. The, the, in terms of like uh, verticality, they're it, complex. It, yeah. It's a much different approach. And there's loads of maps with big open fronts on buildings yeah. and stuff, which is freaking me out you have like maps are much more varied so in the original game like it was quite um quite level and neat in terms of like giving you enough bits of strong cover and stuff so you could keep pushing forward in a traditional way i had a few maps that had like really wide open areas where it's like shit like there's no way you can just have somebody run halfway and then go into cover and overwatch it's like at some point if you want to get over there somebody's gonna have to make a mad dash Mm. and other level i play a level which is like it was a ufo crash site where it crashed into a skyscraper and it was like, you could see at the edge of the map that it was like, you know, high up. and You could see the city down below. But then also it was like this, the building was, you know, when you see a like half destroyed building and you've got like bits of staircases and bits of like floors that still remain and it's all, yeah. it was just, it was like being in a dis- destroyed building. But it meant that you had like this crazy verticality that was quite hard to get my head around. But it was like amazing because it was like, oh, I can have a sniper up there. And also, you know, you get dicked on by the enemies by using this badly. Mm. Um, it's a real challenge and it's, it, I love it just because XCOM wasn't a story-based game. It was a game about creating your own little stories in this world. And through yeah, some other little bits that we probably can't talk about, but there's, they've added some stuff to add to that narrative yeah, for the soldiers. And um, yeah. it's really good. Like, I, I, think, I think it's... Um, to be honest, I think you've, you've got to have been thinking about replaying Enemy Unknown at some point to appreciate this. It's definitely... It's a game for people who want to replay Enemy Unknown but have, have enough new systems that it feels fresh. I think if, if, you've, if you've finished Enemy Unknown, you're pretty much done with it. I'm not sure. Well, it was weird for me because I loved Enemy Unknown. I, I played through the campaign and as soon as I finished it, I stopped playing it. I don't know why that was because it was totally the sort of game that I thought, I'm going to get addicted to this for a very long time. And then as soon as that campaign ended, I had no desire to go back to Weird it. Weird thing is, first time I played it, I played it on normal, no Iron Man, and mm. I completed it. And then I was in a similar position and I thought, well, have a go at Classic Iron Man. And Classic Iron Man just grabbed me by the balls mm, because it became a different game. It was like, it was no longer about just trying to get to the end of it. It was just trying to win. It was just trying to get past it. And I had to restart the game like eight times. Dude, I'd never played an XCOM game before, but I'd been told um, by other people that had played Enemy Unknown already that you have to play Classic Iron Man. So I started never playing an XCOM game before on Classic Iron Man. Restart the game again and again and about, again. I'm at least 20 times over the course of And that doesn't it. sound fun. And it, but, it's, sorry, it's, and it's it was the best game I played thing, last right? time. It's, just, it's a similar type of uh, structure in a sense. It's just... I don't know. There's something about it, the fact that especially now that they've 
it, you can't avoid it. Like mm. it, it just means that I was playing it last night and I just had a moment where it's just like you just sit back. You just find yourself sitting back and staring at a screen that says four soldiers KIA, KII. And it's like you everybody died. Like no one got out. And you just sit back in your chair and just go, I'm done. But then you go, maybe I'm not. And then you go, fuck, come on. Come and on. You, you carry on. You think, no, no, no. Everything's going well apart from that. Like, that was a bad mission. I've lost all my troops. But then you get four rookies and another mission comes out and you send these four rookies. And most of the time, that goes horribly. But then there's always this, this thread of hope that you have a period where you're like, oh my God, they're going to do it. <laughs> these, like, these green soldiers with crap equipment are like, all they need to do is just get through this and survive. And then like, you know, Sometimes it happens, sometimes it's it doesn't. the naming thing. Bratters, do you name your soldiers? They're like mummy bratters and every daddy single bratters. One, every single one. I, that's He's got big Brenda. Horse big, bratters. Big Brenda. Oh, I don't do it. I've got a system. They all get a name, right? But they don't get any customization. Oh, dude, I, I, go, all, I go all the way, man. I go all the way. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I only lost, last night I only lost one soldier. Not Brenda. Course, so about, it wasn't Brenda. My goodness. It was Spanish that. Keith. Oh, not Spanish yeah. Keith. He was, he was my favorite guy. Oh, I am indeed. Um, but yeah, I... I, I that's a big part of it for me. Just the idea that I know all those soldiers. I know exactly how they work and how they fit into the squad. And the fact that it feels like they're a real member of the team. So when you do lose them and when you, you know, go and check the names on the memorial, it's actually... It's such like, a basic thing, but it has such a major it really effect does. on... I, I, I honestly don't think I would enjoy XCOM anywhere near as much if I couldn't have that feeling. If I could, Some of the variable stuff is, stupid. is like... So I mean, dumb. Because you know you've got the second wave thing for like options for replaying. What do you mean? Well, they added it as free update DLC, which basically means that if you're playing the game again, you can choose some options to make it more interesting. Oh, right. Like, you can have stuff like randomized stats for the... um, Oh, right, okay. So you can have, like, so that soldiers vary massively in skill I, and they change more when they level up one of the things I, you can do I, I was just going to say randomised stats to people who don't play XCOM sounds so fucking dull and yet that makes an even more personal character Thanks, yeah. because each character is you know has a different effect and I had, I had a point the other day where literally like, I'd lost all because I cherry picked all the best soldiers for my squad and then they all got killed and then I had a mission where it's like it was just the dregs. <laughs> it was like all the guys who'd been put to the bottom of the roster because they were like really rubbish. And it was just like, oh God, I'm sending in like the worst soldiers in the world. Like, they couldn't aim guns. They were, they were really bad. It's like football manager, but for aliens and super soldiers and yeah. shit. But one of, that. one of this just gives you an idea of like, because um, as I say, there's some little things we probably can't talk about that make the customization a bit more interesting and a bit more like meaningful. Also the fact that one of the second wave options you can have now it's mental. You can randomise the skills of the soldiers. Mm. So you don't just get sniper. It means every time you level them up, they get a choice of two random oh, skills. Right. So it means you can have like a heavy guy who can carry a little bit of So yeah. it's random. Like, so I mean, it's random it's to It's not just that it drops the previous it, skill. and then No, no, no. It's, ah, it's like, okay. instead of having the standard sniper skill tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone apart from the first, the first level skill are always the same. So we have the basic thing of rockets or headshots. Mm. But after that, it's random, which means you can like, get some guys that get rubbish stuff but you can like roll some amazing soldiers you can have some stuff like I had one which was like a support no it wasn't it was, a, it was an assault who got the ability to run forward three more squares which oh is, god yeah sprinter which is a support yeah, skill it's, and it's like whoa this guy can charge him with a shotgun and, I'm, yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit concerned about turning that one on just because it changes how I'd approach the game so much but that would create characters it would be like having D&D characters just yeah. real personal characters that no one else will necessarily ever have. And then you go into the gene mod stuff where oh, like God, yeah, you can, the gene mod stuff I've only played around really briefly but again it's this thing of like you spend the meld and the money 
and you actually have to put them in like a jar for like amount of time like to let the stuff seep in so if you want to make a super soldier you can take your best dude and be like this guy's badass and you can be like augment his legs so he can jump up buildings and augment his eyes so he can like uh, aim better and you make yourself (laughs) stealth you can give yourself skin that will like stealth you (laughs) behind cover and stuff but it seems oh, like man. all the upgrades take time. Put your so, pants back on, bro. If you want to make the super soldier, then you can put him in a tank, but you have to leave him in like medical goop for like and, maybe a couple of weeks and then he'll come out and he'll be this like super badass. This is and, like, and if you spend all that money and all that meld on him and then he dies and, dies, and he's all gone. You're fucked. Oh, like, yeah. so you can good. either choose to like give everyone upgrades a little bit or you can make a super soldier. People may as well be talking Russian. Oh, I have no man, idea what's going on. You've got to play on. this game. Yeah, like, the thing is, I, sounds like I, I do. Um, it's the sort of thing you'd think that I would absolutely hate and I, I it was one of my games of the year last year it was amazing this is really. it and actually I think um, I've, I say this a lot on Twitter and uh, Dan Marshall uh, t- says this a lot on Twitter as well of just being like you, you know it, even if it's the sort of game that you look at and go nah mm. not for me you've got to play it that's what I did and then it came out and I played it thinking I'm not going to enjoy it and actually and I did. what I'd say about this is um, when I'm playing it on the PC at the moment what it does is it means that when you load the game up it doesn't just completely override it it means when you load the game up it says do you want to play um, XCOM or mm. do you want to play Enemy Within does it do on the Xbox version as well no it's uh, it is the XCOM Enemy Within disc um, you can when you start the game you can choose how much of the original game you want in it so if you want the original tutorial uh, okay. which extra kind of missions you want to be included so you can personalise it that way but it's not seems like it's, it's less of a good deal than if you haven't got it on PC but um yeah, it's. I mean, if you haven't played the original, you should be able to pick that up quite cheap anyway. Now, I recommend. Oh yeah, it's, it's got like, Fiver in some places. Yeah, like, well I'd cheap. recommend playing it. And if you do like it, then the expansion, like, is. I really play it. I put it on my list. It's yeah. it's one day. Oh, it's horrible. Like even those fucking squid things that strangle your men. It basically it knows how you play. Basically, what they've done, and this is why I love it, is they've looked at how people have played this game on a wide scale. And they've gone, well, let's just stop them from doing that. So they make, makes, it, it stops you from being super cautious and sticking together and taking your time because then you don't get any meld, which means you can't use any toys, which means when you come up against the alien bastards with their stuff, you're fucked. And then it stops you from doing the classic thing of having a sniper on their own with the back. squad site at the back. Because you've got a sniper like with squad site just standing on a building miles away and then you uncover, you bump into some of these squid things. As soon as you see them, they cloak. You don't get a chance to shoot them before. They cloak and then you don't know where they are. And the only time you know where they are is when they attack you. And it means that if you've got a sniper on their own, you've got to basically get that sniper to the rest of your team. Because if one of these alien things finds him, they basically don't kill him immediately. They strangle them. Which means literally it's just yeah. like, so they, they start strangling them and then you've got to shoot it off. If you've got someone next to that person, it's fine. You can shoot it and you're yeah. okay. But if he's on his own, it, you just get screwed yeah. over. I you just you... watch them slowly get strangled to death as so your favourite soldier gets fucking it strangled. It's far more difficult. Though. It is difficult. Yeah. Mm. But um, the new stuff they've added um, makes it, like, even actually in the early levels, like when you, when, you, um, do, when you kill one of these little squid things and you do an autopsy, you get the ability to make stealth grenades. So it's like, it's harder, but there are more things you right, can do yeah. to counter it. So <laughs> I think Simon walked in as I first uncovered those enemies, never seen them before. I, I'd heard you say they were pretty terrifying. I hate them. And so I just freaked out. Me. And I, I, it was such an honest <laughs> reaction of how those soldiers would react. They just threw everything explosive that they had. I had five guys on the, on the field. Everything explosive went into that building where I thought there might, might be rocket launchers, grenades. I just completely freaked out. But it's everything. It's the way they've, they've remodeled the AI so they move around the map differently and the aliens are positioned differently. It basically means that I got bored of XCOM because it became familiar. I knew, I knew how it was going to play. I always had a gut feeling of where the aliens would be on the map and I'd be like, there'll be aliens here and there were. 
this time it's just everything's slightly changed. It's the same game, but it's it's all tilted enough that it feels unfamiliar again. And it's, that's what I love about it. It's when I first started playing XCOM, I got really intense, really scared and really worried and was genuinely terrified when that people were going to die. And then that went because I understood the game. And now it's just rekindled all of that and I'm having a horrible time all over again. I fucking love it. Anyway, go. sorry, that's a massive rant about XCOM, yeah. but... <clears throat> yeah. I've got one question to ask before we go into proper questions. It's just something you said. It triggers something in my brain because I've just decided what my game of the year is. Don't say what it is because we'll get to that but in a few weeks. Dance? Well, no. Do do you do you know what your game of the year is now? Just yes or no. I look at you first, David Scammell. I think I might then. know. I think I might know. Braz. Yep. Matt Leeds. I think so. Okay. I'm just intrigued because yeah. my, my moment well, came. Fact, what, what, else is there still, what else is there still to come out that may impact <laughs> things? Walking Dead Nothing. Season 2. I just want to know. People... Next gen stuff. Dead Rising I don't think Season 2 will be out in time. Look, Dead Rising 3 yeah, may yeah, be no, incredible. Who it knows? Could be. I don't Who know. Knows. I don't think it's going to be, but maybe. I'm just intrigued. I want to see what, I just, you said well, it, and yeah, I, thought, I wonder if people have made up their minds. We're, we're about to go on to the question. That was one of the questions. Um, I, I guess, oh, right, how, will we, how will we be covering that kind of stuff? Are we going to. Game of the Year? Do some. I don't know how we're going to do it. We'll probably do some stuff. Do something. I think in the past there's been actually like a proper. We've always in the past. Uh, everyone on the team votes for their top ten, and that top ten list is aggregated into a single top ten list mm. based on where we've positioned our games and stuff. Mm. Do some like lists, um, but I don't know. I don't know how because sometimes you get things that people have not played that should be on the list. I yeah, but because more people have played an average game. They end up in the top ten overall. Do you know what I mean? Be, so, yeah, we'll be, work something out. It would be nice to have a video of people just getting excited about a game. They've yeah, even if it's just personal top tens for people, we'll work. Something we'll out. do definitely a personal one, but there will probably yeah. be an overriding video game. Cool. I, but there was just an off the cuff. I was intrigued because I know what mine is now. So I mean, the year's very almost up, but we'll cry a bit of thought just because. Always, you um, forget things. You'll forget. I think, but it's yeah, a few months. As I say, this has just solidified <laughs> the fact that a lot of people, I think, last year, including when I was on a mag, we had to do our top ten mm. games of the year, and I said. XCOM's got to be pretty high up the top. And everyone, a lot of people who hadn't played it went, what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a ta- turn-based strategy game yeah. on Xbox. Yeah. Are you mental? Fuck you. Um, honestly, if you, even if you were like listening to that going, what the fuck are they on about? If you love games, Hello. If, you love games <laughs> <laughs> if you love games, you've got to give XCOM a try. It is, it is sublime. It is the best, one of the best things in years. Anyway, Right, questions. Should we, should we move on to some community oh, questions? Have we got any, have we got any no, it's boring this way. It's all resolution and it? it's all it is. Boring. <laughs> Xbox isn't as powerful as PS4. Newsflash. You heard it here yeah. this week. This week's news is boring. <laughs> yeah, the news is boring. <laughs> Check videogamer.com for more. <laughs> oh, there's one thing we should say. If your Batman keeps crashing, apparently a patch came out today. So download oh, that patch. Really? Actually, yeah, GT Online, the, the promised... Stimulus. Oh, yeah, the stimulus that, money's out today, today as well, apparently, as well. We've These been, are all rumours We've been promised this for a long time, Simon. I love the way that the GTA Online patch keeps promising that it's going to give us all loads of money <laughs> and then saying, oh, well, not today, it'll be bit. soon. You it's know, like, is it parodying the campaign? Well, no, right? well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're just terrified. They don't want to screw anybody else over, do they? So they don't want to release something and then break somebody's game. So I think they're slowly... They did get away with and, a lot, to be fair. Well, like, considering, like... They made a fantastic single work. player, so I think that... it put them in a lot of you know it was a lot of good grace yeah, for a lot a of companies a if they'd done that though would have been like yeah. imagine hell. if that was EA imagine if it was EA imagine if it was Blizzard yeah. like you know yeah but this hell. is you know Rockstar can they can Bave do like that yeah, yeah they can do that anyway questions questions uh, this comes from the mystical land of the forums we've got PB Live who asks if dogs in space are the novelty of this year's Call of Duty what will next year's there aren't any dogs in be? space what 
Yeah, that's the whole point of the thing. There's no dogs in space. A dog doesn't go to space. No. It does drive a car. It does drive a tank. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'll have to do. Okay, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Driving what will be the theme of next year's? Yeah. Uh, hats underwater. It'd be Modern Warfare not, 4. Not like I'm drowning. I'm putting my money in Modern like Warfare 4. scuba hats. Explosive beavers that knock down dams in a that dramatic twist of irony. That will not Is be Is that ironic? Thing. Do it's beavers not, make dams? Not, yeah, it's kind of ironic, yeah. That's good, I like that. You should be a writer really? for the Call of Duty series. Yeah. It would be better than Call it is Call of Duty now. beavers. Somebody on Twitter pointed out the other day that one of the bits of dialogue in the first half an hour of it, I can't remember who it was who said this, but they said, within the first half an hour, somebody says, we're surrounded from all angles. Brilliant. Like, we, like you don't need to, yeah. I mean, just... Dad, Dad, you were, you were one of the ghosts all along. He was the ghost! He was the ghost, yeah! Oh, goodness gracious. What was that? That was like Hulk Hogan in Call of Duty Ghost. Amazing. I don't know what that was. Next question, please. Uh, <laughs> JD Slough on Twitter, or Slough maybe, uh, asks, do you think it's worth getting the PlayStation camera? Now, something we've heard no. a great deal about. Camera. Probably not. No, we don't, we haven't really seen... So, the eye of judgment never took off. We, we've, I mean, the only thing they've really been showing was that is the little... Yeah, playroom, playroom which is kind of... As those little despicable oh, me yeah. minions. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to describe them as. Um, yeah, like, no, I haven't them about seen it. And stuff. I don't think it's... Much, I think, me. no. I mean, yeah. to be honest, you know, not wanting to sound like a complete bitch, but the fact that I saw, I think on IGN last week, they posted up an unboxing video for the PlayStation 4 camera just smelt to me of someone at Sony going, please, just please do, like, do something about this. Yeah, no one cares no, about moves. I didn't no even really know it was camera. a thing. Yeah. I think it just seemed Seems like nobody gives a fuck about it, mm. so wouldn't bother. I don't now. care. On the on the other hand, I guess uh, Cam Sage on the forums asks, with Connect being a staple on the Xbox Love One, Connect. Do you think fantastic um, piece of kit? <laughs> it is the best experience in gaming. Exactly, nothing better. <laughs> Go on, what's the question? Yes, Ooh, uh, what, what a bit of gear. Do you think even indie developers will start no. uh, to use it with it being... Maybe, I mean, a lot I of think, people mucked around with the old one. Can they do it on... Oh, what's that thing called? You'll know, Scan, where you're good at this. The dev program on Xbox One. X and A. ID. No, oh, no, no, the new one, the new one. What? The new Xbox One developer program. Where I thought it's called be... ID at Xbox or something. Maybe, but can you use Connect with that? If you can use Connect I with that, then so. maybe that'd be cool. I'll tell you what, actually, the only thing that's got me excited about Connect was Oculus Rift. I had to go on Oculus Rift on Sunday night and it doesn't work very well for the games where you're walking around because the sensation of moving... Well, it's not so much a sensation. It's more like you've got the organic thing of looking mm-hmm. and that yeah. feels really natural, but then still having to use the keyboard or a controller to move. It's a weirdly jarring, but in games where you're sitting in one position, like in a spaceship... Tiny Man Space Sims... It's amazing. And what I was Rift thinking is, imagine if you had Oculus Rift Space Sim... But instead of sitting at a keyboard, you've got connect. You've got yeah, connect. Yeah, it'd be amazing. And literally, you've got like a minority report style thing. So it's not even like you get the sense that you're not even touching anything anyway because you're touching holograms. Mm. But having a thing in front of you and being able to like kind of manipulate stuff in the air as if you're in a spaceship, mm. that to That'd me be amazing. would be the most immersive game I can imagine. People will poo poo this, but bring the poo. Connect Sports Rivals mm-hmm. is really good. Oh, it's no, a yeah. really, yeah. really good game. I've played it twice now. Rare are fucking good at those yeah, games. And yeah, at the, and this time they have a Connect thing that works. So they made Which it even helps, better. Which helps, doesn't it, really? Yeah, honestly, Connect Sports Rivals will surprise a lot of people. It's a very, very good minigame collection. Does it, it still have well. football? I've, I've only played... Football was the best one. I've heard that was played awesome, yeah. Wave racing and mountain climbing. Mm. But both are excellent. I enjoyed both. I thought I, they were both fantastically well done. I, I, I do think we'll see more independent developers on it, just because they can get away with 
approaching more of like a mini game idea smaller I scale the, I think at the moment there's very little uh, interest in the platform by indies so I, I think the idea of people mm-hmm. really diving into Connect I hope they do I'd like to see what they could well yeah but we're talking about them. three or four years at the moment like Microsoft have so much reparations to do with the indie community and what the indie community is is becoming vaguer and yeah. vaguer this is a bigger question for a bigger time but I, to begin with I'd say no imagine mount your friends but like Connect. Although, but then you don't need other. to do that. You just oil up and do it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like Twister, but not. naked and fun. Yeah. It's like I had to review a bloody fun. horse racing game which had Connect support, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was like Champion Jockey or something. And it was like you can play with Connect. And I was doing it, and it's literally oh, like God, yeah. I am oh, literally just pretending to ride a horse <laughs> in front of a television. It's yeah. like I don't need to do this. I could just uh, they, save myself forty quid and pretend to ride a horse yeah. for free. They had that on the uh, the Olympics game, and because so I'm bad. glad you but, threw uh, game in there. Yeah, you have to be swimming. Because, I don't because, because my my uh, my sister's into the whole horsing thing. Oh, my friend! My entire family my on friend. Christmas Day stood around. Doing this, like, wait, are you but did they have a good time? No, it was rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Did they have a good? I'm no. asking you, did they have a no. good time? No, did that... they turn around and say, "Brad, we have not had a good time," and they stormed they off? They said, "Can we play that water raft game instead?" Okay, fine that's enough. the thing; it doesn't work. Like pretending to ride a horse, you are very much aware that I you're want... not on a horse. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with horses. I, I, I'm happy to have no relationships with the horse. <laughs> Whoa, that's right. Okay, okay apart good. from a pona in Ocarina of Time, she can do. Yeah. Sure. Oh, oh, and... There's a horse in Ocarina of Time. Oh, what's the Did not use the H word earlier because I did. I didn't want to spoil that. <laughs> he knows about the horse. He told me about it the other day. And it, there is, I suppose it's in the intro, isn't it? Yeah. What's the Shadow of the oh, Colossus yeah. horse? Does it have a name? I can't remember. That horse can, is all right. I can hang yeah, around. Yeah, no, it's just horse. It's horse, isn't it? That's, and the, the beautiful thing about that horse is you realise it's your only friend. Mm. But when you realise that it's only your only friend... It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Spoilers. So I need to go and cry. <laughs> um, I guess this is a question for Mr. Simon Miller oh. uh, from... What was that? stretching oh right okay better have been this is from uh, Mr. Dave Harris who asks is there a better feeling than the Nintendo Christmas feeling will I get it again if I open the new Zelda game 100% I mean A he's 100% correct there is nothing better than Nintendo Christmas Uh, a lot uh, of that is nostalgia the best feeling you just family fortunes me (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) the top answer is Rayman bitch (laughs) oh on that note Nintendo are aware of Rayman. I'll say that in regards to Mario. Interesting. They've seen it. Um, good. I, I think, me, yeah, but it's nostalgia most than anything. A, it is the best for me. B, he'll 100% get it. With, Zelda is going to blow his Nintendo magic mind. Awesome. That's right. That's a wicked incentive. Put that on the box. Yeah. It will <laughs> blow your Nintendo magic no, mind. It would have to be like blow your Nintendo magic mind to pieces. <laughs> to death. <laughs> Until you're just giblet, giblets on a wet floor. But yeah, he, yeah, that's, he, that's he, a Simon he's, he's quote, got, isn't it? Yeah, play at Christmas when you've got your time off that you feel like you shouldn't have. You, have, you feel amazing. I can't wait for that. And I guess we'll go with a final question from uh, Bigot. Who? Bigot? Bigot. It's spelled B G E T G T H T E H. You try and say that, sir. A silent B. This is the ancient witch doctor, Dave Scammell. Who asks a simple but often divisive question Which version of Aladdin was better? Oh, no, 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 no. We did this in the office the other day. We're not doing it again. It got genuinely heated at one point. It was ridiculous. I refused to have that conversation. Well, you, I but was, you, gone. I know. I know. It seemed like I was starting it off again when I came in and realised. I came into the room right, and I realised that Brett 
Not Brat. Not Brat. Brat of Sportra. Sportra.com. Um, a sports specialist thing. Good. Watch it. Do it. He was saying that the best version of Aladdin, right, was the version on the stairs. Oh, pfft. Uh. Oh, and, no, it's happening. and the, thing was, the thing was, I came in Disagrees. and Simon said, no, Matt, don't say anything. We're not having this argument. because Burns and him were properly going at And it. I said, no, we're not having this argument. Because <laughs> it's there, there is done. no argument. Like, this argument has been done so many times. And the only reaction is, when people who had it on the snares see what it was like on the Mega Drive, they go, oh, what the fuck? Because they realise they got cheat dealed. So I only ever played the snares version. It was so rubbish. Wasn't it Capcom that did the snares version? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And the Mega Drive yeah, Mikami did mint. it, didn't he? He did the Snes version. Did he? I, I so. I, sure, I'm glad we didn't have that argument. It's not an argument. There is no argument to have. That's Anybody fine. who as thinks otherwise. As long as we otherwise. don't have the argument, I don't it's care wrong. what... And we can't argue about something Listen. from 1993. We just can't. We, we certainly can. Mm. We certainly <laughs> we can. can. We <laughs> argued about end up? Zelda versus Final Fantasy last That's older than him. 1993. That's not older than me, <laughs> Dave. I was born in 1990. No, I, I know I made, this. I made up 1993. It may not be 1993. Because someone goes, 100% incorrect. It was not 1993. I don't know. It's I expect somebody to, that to be the top comment on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow with that phonetic. That's a challenge, you. How do you write that in phonetic? Oh, I don't even know how that was said. Anyway, um, quickly, we will just uh, wrap it up with an update on the competition Ooh, situation. Actually, yeah, I've got winners to announce. Situation. There was a competition. Mm-hmm. Slightly longer. Have I won, Bratters? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Dave, we the, told uh, you. The Pokemon Go was... Because uh, no one bothered oh, to make uh, the Pokemon Go. I was very upset. So I had to you, do it you myself. You get a special mention yeah, from you yourself. Mention. Yeah. Do I? You gave yourself the it special mention. It was rubbish. Oh, God. Do you see the... Oh, God. No, I like so the Pokemon Go. It's quite rubbish. good. I liked it, yeah. but we did repeatedly explain to you that you couldn't win the competition. <laughs> You're an employee of videogamer.com. Um, that's what you can't do. If I quit, do I win? Yes. But oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, no you, you won't win, but you could win. Oh. But I don't you could know quit your job a... for maybe winning a well, There's no pound point in quitting then, is there? I'll take it back. I don't yeah, resign. Don't do it. <laughs> Good. I don't to resign. Uh, yeah, so the winner uh, of uh, the podcast competition for best devolved Pokemon was uh, Pokemon. That'll do. Fine. Uh, was Weasel Pants with the Timberix. Which well done, I think Weasel that was, Pants. Yeah, great. I mean, actually, I was really impressed by that because mm-hmm. it was it was quite a nice drawing. It was quite a cool idea as well. Yeah, and I just liked it. It, it was a well-drawn Pokemon, but it was a shit Pokemon. Yeah, it was like, shit, a Timberix yeah. wouldn't last long in, in that world. It would meet a Charmander and everything would go tits up. But... That's exactly and what also, it just sort of didn't make sense. Yeah. In like, I liked it. It, it was daft. It point out it would meet a child, Amanda, and it would all go tits up. Yes. I'm gonna go on record and say you're probably the first person to ever say that <laughs> sentence. I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, there's a hell of a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> I just actually played a bit of Pokemon last night before I went to bed and I got to the grass gym. One of the things I love about Pokemon is this thing of like, oh, you will never meet, beat my amazing grass type Pokemon. It's like, bitch, I've got then, a Charizard. Then they met Charizard. <laughs> You're all dead. And all... Like, and it, every now and then you come across a gym in Pokemon where it's just like you have no, you can do nothing. Like you are so fast. Seriously, how have mm. you kept this gym going all this time? It's mental. Seriously. But anyway, um, yeah, congratulations. Um, we had so many wicked entries for yeah, that. And we, we did a little Gary video of some of our favourites. I like where nice. somebody, after we did the Gary video, said, you should make this a regular thing. Thing. It's like we do it most months, and we've been yeah. doing it most I, months. I, I've heard that someone said uh, the devolved form of Pikachu is actually Pichu. You got it wrong. Get your facts yeah. right. Or I like somebody was factually incorrect. Yeah. People who comment on our YouTube videos saying that they're factually correct, my fa- factually incorrect, are my favourite thing mm. because Same. it's <laughs> evidently ninety percent fucking nonsense. The best one was on our Bonnie Tyler review. One of them when someone said, "What can I possibly learn about the game from this <laughs> review?" <laughs> I don't think you, I think you missed the point. Yeah. I think you've learned yeah. something about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's not a good thing. And we've also got the member of the month on the forums itself, uh, which you can win by. You just nice. got to be nice on the forums, yeah, just, really. I've been nice. Dave, yeah, you, Dave, you you're can't not win. winning any prizes. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Dave. If you're lucky, I'll buy you a Kinder Egg. I'm so pissed off. That's a great prize. I'm such a Jesus. I am totally. Yeah, a I Jesus. disagree with this policy. I'm going to call you a nasty word. Well, that's well, that's something for another you, time. You won't you, win, member of the month. Been, might do. You've just been. <laughs> don't think you will. <laughs> you've just been offered a Kinder Egg and responded like that. That is terrible. Who won? You've got problems. The member of the month this month was Carlius. Well done, Carlius. Yeah. Good job, Carlius. And perhaps the we always say this. Perhaps the easiest way to win a video game is to uh, be one of the people that votes. Yeah, um, yeah. That All you have to month. do, right, is, is yeah. get involved, that? basically. Uh, that was Essex1212. Essex1212. Amazing work. Yeah, we should point out that we do this every month on the podcast. There are three ways to win a game of your choice, up to £40 value. Mm-hmm. Shop to 50, isn't it? Shop. I think it's up to 50. 50. I think it Fucking is. Hell, you can have whatever you want, darling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Could be to, wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's a self new console. Up to £100, £200. Pounds. <laughs> 50, 50 pounds. million. Dollars. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Um, thanks to shop2.net, we do a thing, basically three games. You can choose what you want. And the first one to win is a bit tricky. You've got to be part of the competition, mm-hmm. but you do something. But it, that's a rather but fun it's way It's also of fun. Like, yeah. oh, God, the entries are amazing. Yeah, I just we, love. We get a good laugh out of it, if nothing else. In a good way, in a positive way. Um, and then the second way to win is being voted for being good on the forums. And that's part of the comment system as well on the website. So if you just yeah. comment on things and, you know, people like you, then you might win one. But also, mm-hmm. if you remember to vote once a month, and again, there's reminders on the forums about this, mm-hmm. all you've got to do is basically send a direct message Take to Brad. Take you about yeah. five seconds and, and you could win a game. You could game win a game from Sharp Literally to doing Dad nothing. Nipped. It's almost so unfair that I think we should scrap it. Mm. But no, I mean, we, we do discuss we every now and then, but we decide, you know what? No, let's keep it going. It's the lottery of life. Exactly. Anyway, we're kicking off the next month's competition. Yeah, so this is the, the podcast competition. Are we going to announce it next week? Uh, it's up to you, no, I guess so. Tease. Tease, tease, tease. Yeah, let's announce it next week. Okay. Done the winners. Drop a clue. Can you drop a clue? A clue? Yeah. Well, what's happening this month that might be exciting? There's a clue. Well, that's good. There's good a clue. All right, nice. Yeah. I've got to do my yeah. Christmas um, list. Yeah, well, we're getting on a bit, so we'll announce the that's podcast. Not, that's competition. not the competition. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just what is Dave's, Dave's Christmas, Christmas list? Yeah, that is that is the <laughs> what does Dave want for Christmas? Yes. <laughs> she strings, yeah, she strings, and shit games. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Oh, the next week's podcast competition is nothing to do with Dave. So there we are. Okay, good. That's uh, sorry, Dave. That's all right. I don't mind. Well, doesn't always feel a bit around you. Uh, yeah, no, I feel a bit like egotistical. Yeah. Um, well, you are a bit, but mm, aren't we all? Mm. Anyway, we have to be new competition. We'll be dead next week. What? Video games. Good Lord. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Tomorrow. Bye.